This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. Hello there, how are you doing? It's uh, Kevin Raleigh here and welcome to the Irish Time here on the Monarchy People's Radio in Palmerston North. And keep le- uh, listening and if you like the programme, just pass it on to any of your friends or family. Anyway, I'm just going to be reading a bit of news from uh, Ireland, North and South. And I think the boys put in a, you know, a bit of music in between. Anyway, what have we got here? Uh, Hillary Clinton is to be appointed the Chancellor of the Queen's University in Belfast. The former United States Secretary of State will travel to Northern Ireland this Friday, where she will be inaugurated as the Chancellor in a ceremony which was previously unable to take place due to the pandemic. Mrs Clinton uh, was first appointed to the role in uh, January 2020, but has not yet been formally inaugurated due to the COVID pandemic and uh, related restrictions. Uh, according to the BBC News, Mrs Clinton will attend the ceremony on the campus of the university, where she will deliver a speech and confer honorary degrees on a number of individuals. Speaking in January, uh, she, she was the first appointed when she was first appointed as Chancellor of the Queen's University. Uh, the former Chancellor of State and First Lady said it was a privilege to take up the role, adding that she has a great fondness for the university and the people of Northern Ireland. Uh, the university is making waves internationally for its research and impact, and I'm proud to be an ambassador and help grow its reputation for excellence. Stephen uh, Printer, print, yeah, Printer, Pro Chancellor and Chair of Queen's University, uh, said at the, <coughs> excuse me at the time that Clinton had made a considerable contribution to Northern Ireland as an internationally recognised leader and will be an incredible advocate for the Queen's University. Ms Clinton, along with her husband Bill, visited Northern Ireland on numerous occasions during the 1990s where she offered support for the ongoing peace process. She received an honorary degree from the Queen's University of Belfast in 2018 and used the opportunity to call for Northern Irish politicians to put their quarrels aside and to return to Stormont following the posturing agreement of 2017. Uh, she addressed invited members and attendees at Queen's University after receiving the honorary degree there in 2018. The Chancellor role is a largely ceremonial one, which uh, typically sees the person appointed presiding over graduation ceremonies and other significant events. And the Queen's University of Belfast has said that Ms Clinton will also act as an advisor to the senior management of Queen's, as well as being an ambassador for the university. So good on Queen's and good on her for, uh, you know, it's quite an accomplishment in its own way. Quite a, a prominent person. And now we're getting on to something I've been following for a while. Wally the Walrus, Ireland's gigantic um, Janded Antarctic walrus found 900 kids in Iceland after an almost a month with no sightings. He just disappeared. The Janded Antarctic walrus, who was first spotted in Kerry way back there in February this year, has been on a bit of a world tour from Ireland to the UK to Italy and France before making his way back to, to Ireland. The walrus, dubbed Wally the Walrus, spent weeks in West Cork this summer where he was regularly seen relaxing on pontoons or rocks or accidentally sinking boats trying to find a place to rest. I mean, it was, it was just magnificent. But after, also, after almost a month with uh, no sightings of the walrus, 22 days in fact, Wally has been seen again, this time over 900 k's away in Iceland. Uh, Seal Rescue Ireland delivered the happy news yesterday where they admitted they were starting to lose hope of ever seeing the young wandering walrus again. 
However, however, we just received notice that a similar-looking walrus was sighted yesterday in Iceland, over 900 k's away from uh, West Cork. Wally the walrus was chilling on a donated pontoon in West Cork, which um, charities hope will prevent him from climbing on and sinking more boats. Spokesman for the Sea Rescue Ireland revealed that they had compared photographs of Wally with British Divers Marine Life Rescue. <clears throat> and it has been confirmed, yes, confirmed, that the Iceland walrus is indeed the nomad Wally seen in West Cork. We're absolutely over the moon that he's not only still alive and well, but he is well on his way back home to the Arctic. He was seen swimming back out to sea last night and even managed to avoid sinking any boats while he was there. Ah. Uh, the spokesperson thanked the Irish public who have shown support and love for this walrus by giving him a safe place to rest and gather his strength while visiting our shores ahead of this magnificent journey. Thanks to his ability to feed and rest, he has successfully made the long stretch and will hopefully reunite with his own kind once again. So wasn't that neat? been following Wally the walrus and so has uh, most of Ireland, I think. He was just uh, an interesting-looking walrus. You know, he was people were... Down in their hundreds just to decide them, but they weren't, you know, obviously they weren't getting up too close, they weren't allowed. Anyway, for something completely different, well, maybe not for New Zealand, this is about rugby. Now, former Irish rugby international Brendan Mullen is accused of stealing 578,000 euros. A former Northern Ireland, a former Ireland and British lands. Uh, rugby interest has appeared in court charged with stealing more than 500,000 euros from the Bank of Ireland. Brendan Mullen, 57, from Dublin, appeared before the Dublin District Court a couple of days ago. It followed an investigation by the Guardi, the police, National Economic uh, Crime Bureau. Mr. Owen faces nine accounts of stealing €578,000. That's uh, nearly £500,000 from the Bank of Ireland between 2011 and 2013. The former managing director of uh, Bank of Ireland Private Banking, is accused, oh, the former managing director of Bank of Ireland Private Banking is accused of deceiving two people to send an instruction to make a gain for himself and a cause a loss to others. In court, Mr. Mullen, who won 55 caps for Ireland between 1984 and 1995, was also charged with five accounts of false accounting. Uh, detective told the court Mr. Mullen made no, account, no comment when informed of the charges. Mr. Mullen was released on bail of his own bond of €10,000 and agreed to surrender his passport. He's due back in court on next month, the 11th of November. So there he was, eh? half a million pounds. Just couldn't leave it alone. And what about pharmaceutical company AstraZeneca, isn't it? Is to create 100 new jobs in Ireland as they invest hundreds of millions of dollars in a new manufacturing facility based in Dublin. The, uh, the global biotechnic Technical company has announced an investment of £360 million, or around €300 million, Euro, in the Alex campus in College Park, Dublin. Uh, the Deputy Prime Minister of Trade and Industry, etc., employment rather, uh, welcomed the announcement which will see Ireland play host to the facility, which will serve as the next generation active pharmaceutical ingredients, commercialisation and manufacturing facility for small modular positioning as AstraZeneca global supply network for future growth. Don't have a wonderful way with the word, these people. Uh, he also said that... Uh, Speaking after the announcement, that it was a fantastic news, and it is. It really is. You know, they're quite a, a they're a global company, and they're going to create a lot of work. So that's not a bad thing. 
We worked hard to create a welcoming environment for companies seeking to invest here, and we are so happy that uh, AstraZeneca has chosen Dublin to locate its new manufacturing facility with 100 jobs. Uh, The IDA of Ireland CEO Martin Shanahan agreed with the sentiment, saying it was great to see AstraZeneca AstraZeneca established its first manufacturing facility in Ireland. The new new facility will be a considerable addition to the well-established life science ecosystem already here. This investment has created 100 highly skilled jobs, including scientists and engineers, is most welcome and will be of substantial benefit to the local economy. I wish the company every success with its plans here, said uh, the Prime Minister. So that is really good news that, uh, you know, they're going to pump in a lot of money to uh, the, the Dublin econo- the economy, really. And it's, uh, they're a global firm, especially with this pandemic. They're kind of the top of the tree at the moment. The President of Ireland has sent a message of support this week to Irish travellers during Traveller Pride Week. That's the the gypsies, the tinkers, call them what you will, but the travelling people. They're related, they're from, it's a real Irish uh, part of Ireland, really. It's a real Irish thing. In an open letter to all those celebrating Travellers Pride Week, President Michael Higgins sends his best wishes to all those taking part and thank the travelling community for their continued contribution to the creation of a fair and more inclusive Ireland. The President also acknowledged the continued discrimination faced by travellers, both at home and further afield. That's mostly in England. Stating that despite the considerable progress made in recent years, it must remain a grave concern that the travellers in Ireland continue to face discrimination and exclusion on a daily basis. That's true. They're just seen as, I don't know what they're seen as, kind of uh, losers for the lack of uh, another term, you know, because they have a, they just lead a different lifestyle completely and they're kind of not part of the mainstream and they're just seen as, uh, you know, outsiders really. And there's never any attempt to make it, uh, to bring them into the, into the mainstream. He went on, indeed, recent European research has discovered that Irish travellers, yes, Irish travellers, face some of the worst discrimination in Europe. That is a greatly worrying and a, a, a real strong reminder of the many challenges that continue to face a community. A fellow citizens have so much to offer our society. They do. They're just they're in a different league, a different lifestyle. So why should they be discriminated against? He also paid tribute to the travelling community who said this week, celebrate the rich heritage and unique traditions in which you have such justifiable prides while still bravely combating the hurtful discrimination and rejection which is so often your experience. He praised those who had worked together and have already achieved so much and recommended uh, that society as a whole can learn a great deal from your inspiring spirit of solidarity, a spirit that reminds us of the shared sense of humanity that must define any truly democratic nation. And I wish you the most successful week and thank you for your continued contribution to the creation of a fairer and more inclusive Ireland. Good on the President.
I came across this. This is uh, not quite Christmas, but this is uh, Christmas over in uh, the UK. Uh, retailers, Marks and Spencers, who's iconic. This is not just food ads. Were voiced by the Irish actress Delvila Kerwin has revealed that Irish customers, Irish customers, won't be able to avail themselves of its festive food ordering facility. That's its ordering facility. Okay. Uh, the British company said there was uh, too much risk that we could uh, potentially let customers down, citing challenges to the food industry. And I heard on the news this morning that there's real uh, issues in uh, the UK about food shortages, as well as these massive price uh, increases for gas. Previously, customers could uh, uh, place, uh, click and collect orders from the company's festive catalogue and have it in time for Christmas. However, the service has been axed in both Northern Ireland and in the Republic, where the company has 20, uh, 28 and 18 stores, respectively. Addressing customers in Ireland, a statement from the company said, regrettably, we are unable to serve our, offer our customers in the Republic of Ireland our Christmas food to, in order to service this year. At M&S, we want to make this Christmas a magical one for all our customers. And given the current challenges in the food industry, which I just mentioned, there was uh, too much risk that we could potentially let customers down with key items in their orders ahead of the all-important big day. We never want to be able to do that. The good news is that we will still have everything you need for a truly delicious Christmas in your store. A similar statement was issued in Northern Ireland to their customers, uh, where the firm has also halted flour, food gifts, and wine deliveries, as well as its cake ordering service. Wow. Despite saying it will have everything for Christmas in stores, M&S has also revealed it will cut 800 lines from Irish outlets. That's food outlets. Uh, food lines. Wow, that's really bad. Um, I'd also announced that this week that it is closing 11 of its stores in France as a result of uh, supply chain problems caused by Brexit. You know, Brexit has certainly got a lot to answer for at present. It has to be sorted out some you know, another fairer way of dealing with uh, you know, issues, basic human rights, really, food. Anti-vaccine protesters again descended on Dublin and Sutherland as part of a worldwide rally for freedom. I just can't understand these people and what freedom, you know. Never mind, uh, you know, the common good. Hundreds of protesters uh, brought the city centre to a halt for over half an hour, uh, over an hour, rather, blocking O'Connell Street as part of a planned meeting in front of the Daniel O'Connell Monument. A man who has studied was arrested for public uh, disorder, related offences before being released without charge. Similar events were held around the globe as part of a worldwide rally for freedom to protest uh, uh, the COVID-19 vaccines and the restrictions uh, implemented to halt the spread of the, the virus. Isn't that kind of selfish, really, at the end of the day? Just selfish. At the double event, protesters chant freedom as they marched uh, from the Custom House to O'Connell Bridge. Some displayed calculars opposing the administration of the vaccine to children and questioning the science behind the vaccine. No mention of the fact of the hundreds of millions around the world that have uh, got the had been you know had the vaccine and are doing well. You know what I mean? They're not actually dying or in hospital or anything else. You know, blocking up the health service. But no, they never get they never get mentioned. You know, all the, the good stuff out of it. There's going to be a few casualties somewhere along the way. There's no two ways about that. And now, what have we got here? This is uh, I'm a very big. Um, I've got a pet dog, and it's a good companion. I, I walk it everywhere. And we walk together. She's a friend as well as being a, a, a pet, a companion. And this is about dogs, and I think this is in Dublin. 
There was outrage among animal lovers as an Irish rescue service shared a heartbreaking story of puppies being dumped like rubbish. Oh, Wexford. The Wexford Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals uh, to, uh, spoke to social media where they detailed their latest rescue. Ireland has been uh, struck with many stories of animal cruelty, and that's very true. I feel ashamed to be Irish when I sort of read stories like this. And uh, Carlos dumping of unwanted packs, and this one is no different. It's probably COVID. Everybody's got to get COVID, you know, as a companion because of were lockdown, etc. But as soon as lockdown was eased off, boom, their pets went out the door. So they obviously had absolutely no empathy whatsoever for their pet. Spokesperson for the Wexford uh, SPCA revealed that a woman had noticed a black bag in a car park in St. Peter's Square and assumed it was rubbish that someone had dumped there. However, upon her return two hours later, she heard a whimpering from inside the bag and realised there were defenceless little puppies who had been simply thrown away like rubbish. It is, it's, you know, there's a photograph of them, and it's just... Uh, bring tears to your eyes, as they say. I mean, it's just pathetic. I just can't really understand people like that. You know, they've got absolutely no empathy with... I mean, they do that, they're, you know, young pups. You know, they're only several weeks old. Imagine what they do with people... Anyway, anyway, anyway. In the statement, uh, the Wexford SPCA described the awful scene. Someone noticed that the bag was moving as she went to investigate it. She heard a puppy crying. She tore the bag open to find this plastic container was full of puppies. One puppy had escaped from the bag and was struggling in the corner, and another was struggling in the corner of the bag. The woman enlisted the help of two passengers by, good on them, and together with um, the three animal lovers, brought all the puppies, believed to be a mix of at least two possible three litters, to the animal charity's headquarters. That is good news. I mean, there are I mean, a lot of people. I am a great believer in I think most people, the vast majority of people, are decent around the world. It's just that other, you know, ten percent or whatever who are just, uh, you know, just bad news. Really, you know what I mean? They've got a chip on the shoulder about something else, or feel grieved against the world and all its citizens. Some of the puppies are as young as four weeks, far too young to be uh, taken away from their mother. And we were all, and they were all hungry, covered in their own feces and urine. Little tummies full of worms and blisters from their own urine. The puppies are now safe in the care of the, the veterinary centre in Wexford uh, Distillery Road, but will need extensive treatment after suffering such a brutal neglect. The Wexford SPCA has appealed to anyone who can help them find the owners of the puppies to come forward. Please, if you know where these puppies came from, let us know. Yeah, let's, let's, I think it's, I hopefully someone will have some idea where they came from and sort out the people that sort of, you know, who were so callous and just throwing them out the window, just like, uh, you know, rubbish, basically, just throwing them out there, like throwing anything out of the <coughs> rubbish out of the window is bad, but especially something that's alive. The other day, we're hopeful the puppies will recover and go on to a new loving home. But the, real, the really unfortunate thing is that there are two, if not three, female dogs looking for their puppies tonight. Isn't it just, it is criminal really, and truly, truly sad. And what a good, Michael D. Higgins again, defends his decision not to attend the, the, the 100th anniversary of the, you know, the birth of Northern Ireland, as it were. And he's coming in for a lot of flack for this. President Michael D. Higgins again has continued to defend his decision not to attend a church service to mark the centenary of Northern Ireland. The Queen is among the guests. Judy attended the event on, in Armagh on the 21st of October. And Mr Higgins denied that his decision was a snub to the Queen. He said he declined the invite because uh, the event had, had become politicised. President Higgins said the title of the service made it inappropriate for him to attend as head of state. 
The Amar Church Service has been organised to mark the centenaries of the partition of Ireland and the formation of Northern Ireland. Speaking in Rome, where he met uh, Pope Francis there on Friday, President Higgins said he felt the title was uh, a neutral statement politically. It was a neutral statement politically. He explained that he had been considering the invitation for about six months, and in the past week before St. Patrick's Day, he shared his concerns with the organisers of the event. President Higgins said he recalled saying, we must do everything we can to support each other's events, but this event is uh, titled as it is, and structured as it is, would, be, uh, would cause present uh, difficulties for him. During an interview with the Irish Times, uh, President Higgins also said he had been incorrectly referred to as the President of the Republic of Ireland in the invitation rather than the President of Ireland. However, in the press statement in Rome, he corrected his earlier statement about how he had been titled. I do want to clarify one point in my interview today, where that's that, who was that with Harry McGee, that I may be uh, responsible for creating small confusion. That is, the organised writing to my office always referred to me as the President of Ireland. The reference to the President of the Republic of Ireland is really the mark of the leadership of the Democratic Unionist Party. Which is fair enough. President Higgins insisted that he had been a regular visitor to Northern Ireland and had no difficulties appearing uh, in Northern Ireland with Her Majesty the Queen. He explained that the decision to decline the invitation was not a sudden one, saying he had uh, given the, the matter proper consideration. When you are president and you are responsible for the long vision, you have to take of all the consequences into account and all the interpretations, and I did that. The president also took issue with some commentators who had criticised his decision not to attend the Armagh event and those who were telling me what I have to do. In his newspaper interview, uh, not, not snubbing anyone, and I am not snubbing one, I am not part of the, to any boycott or any other event in Northern Ireland. I wish this, their service well, but they understand that I have the right to exercise discretion as to what I think is appropriate. The President's decision provoked criticism in Northern Ireland, of course, where the Democratic Unionist Party uh, DUP leader, uh, Sir Geoffrey Donaldson, saying it was a disappointing and retrograde step. He would say that anyway. However, President Higgins said criticism from DUP was a bit rich. I've gone to Northern Ireland to take up many events. They're, they're often not been a great deal of uh, traffic up and down from the DUP people who are criticising me now. Sir Jeffrey said the President's comments were not conductive to reconciliation. Now that he was disappointed by his remarks about the DUP. Well, I think Mr Donaldson's fighting for his life as well to try and resurrect the DUP in Northern Ireland because they are in a wee bit of strife because there's uh, several other unionist parties there and I think there's They've always been looking for a way forward to try and have one unionist party, but that doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Everyone's got their own broomed uh, sweep with. Anyway, this is uh, about the budget in Dublin. The government make uh, the forthcoming budget to protect people on low incomes from the impact of rising energy costs. Like I said, the price of gas is absolutely phenomenal. There are six companies in the, uh, Britain I think have just collapsed in the last uh, you know, sort of 48 hours because of the escalation in the costs. However, he would not be drawn on specific measures, including the possibility of an increase in the winter fuel allowance. We are concerned about energy prices, which is part of that of the wider inflationary spike that I referred to earlier, which is global. And in the forthcoming budget, we will try, try and protect the lowest income groups and those most impacted by a rise in fuel prices. So that is it. Let's hope that they can do something about these uh, increased fuel prices because they're absolutely, you know, they're astronomical. 
you know, it's not just there a couple of two or three dollars extra. There is in the, the region of forty to fifty dollars. You know, with uh, people aren't getting uh, recompensed, recompensed about that either. Anyway, anyway, that's enough for me for this week. So don't forget, keep in touch, and uh, I will be in touch with you again next week. And have a brilliant weekend. Okay, now it's summer's here. Oh, well, springtime, rather. That's, you always know it's springtime in uh, New Zealand. It's always wet and windy. Never particularly cold, but usually wet and pretty windy. Anyway, on that note, I will love you and leave you, and I'll see you next week. Until then, be kind to everyone, and take care, and be safe. Okay? See ya. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show.